Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. We'll do the rest of worship time at the end because I I think we will want to after I share with you what I have to share tonight. Um, Would anyone who went to the conference like to share a testimony or or anything? I know we're all still processing, (laughs) and that's going to go on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want it on the podcast, you'll have to come up here. Uh, there was there's so much, but the one thing um, Mark shared was not partnering partnering with offense, mm-hmm. and you know I see so many times how it's really easy for us to get offended at each other, even with our spouse or our boss or our friend or people in church or whatever. And Mark really shared a personal experience about how he would have missed a big blessing um, if he'd he'd have gotten offended because he had this plan to take his wife to this Sozo retreat and had it all planned out where he was going to be like the speaker on Sunday morning and they get there and nobody knows anything about it. And so immediately he's kind of offended and disappointed and God spoke to him and said, don't partner with offense. And so he just, but other things kind of kept happening that kept, coming up in his face and like mm-hmm. he was all ready to speak Sunday morning and they had a special another special speaker and he was like okay I'm I'm not I'm gonna let that die you know whatever that flesh is in me that wants to be offended by all of this because he really you know his wife is very you know she's suffers with MS and she had started you know had some really some setbacks and so he had high expectations that this weekend was gonna you know really be the turning point for her and on the way there she had shared with her husband that she had really (laughs) lost hope that she just had lost all hope that this was ever going to get better and um so the guest speaker shared about a dream i believe it was um, and it was the, the guest speaker and I think their sister were um, needed to cross this big river, and there was no way to do it. Mm-hmm. And the sister said, well, I'm going. And so she just stepped into it, and then the current carried her down. And the other person in the dreams said, and the sister's name was Hope. And the other person said, Hope, come back. And as they were saying that, it was prophetic. (laughs) And it brought hope back into Mark's wife in a supernatural, powerful way. Mm -hmm. And to the whole congregation. But if Mark Mm -hmm. had decided to partner with offense and shut down and be kind of angry, and they'd have missed that whole thing. And that was the turnaround for his wife. Mm -hmm. And she has been able to say to him the last year or so, 
this has turned around. Yeah. And, and I, it's just so important mm -hmm. that not to let offense rise up. Right. I just. And, and the other thing you shared that was related to the same thing is uh, offense can block the door to your destiny. Yep. Uh, so be very careful where you have the opportunity to be offended. Uh, if you partner with offense, then it will block the door to your destiny. But if you don't partner with offense, you'll be able to go right through, and, and it'll be a breakthrough. Well, the other part was, you know, you're justified. You, 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 you think, justified. yeah, right. <laughs> So I've got a couple things to share um, teaching-wise. And I, I think maybe, uh, and then I have a word from Mark that's, that's for us that I'm going to share. But I, I think I'm going to do that after I share the other stuff. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things that David Crone shared with us was... Uh, the highest pleasure of God is to be believed. The highest pleasure of God is, is to be believed. Because he, he continually puts his people in situations where the natural inclination would be to not believe anymore. Uh, and, you know, I, I was just, the, the Bible passage that really speaks to this is Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And believing is part of faith. It's not all of faith, but it's part of faith. So, without believing, we can't please God. So, but... In believing, we, we can please God. And it goes on, without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And, and why is that even in the Bible? It's, it's because when we seek God, nothing happens. For a while. <laughs> Sometimes for quite a while. <laughs> and so the natural inclination is, is to think, well, either God doesn't care about me or I'm doing something wrong or whatever. And, and no, he just wants you to continue to believe that he, he's there, that he sees what you're doing, and he's going to reward you as you diligently seek him. And, you know, this, uh, I'm, I'm in a new season personally right now, and, and the seeking of the Lord that I have been doing for the last two years has been more intense than ever in my life. And I have 
hung on to this verse a lot over these last two years, over a lot of dry times of, of seeking God. And I'm telling you that things have turned around. And he does reward those who diligently seek him. And, you know, God has a long history of, of asking his people to do things that don't make any sense to the world. He does. <laughs> uh, I mean, most of us have been there, but think about Abraham, you know, the first guy, Abram, before he even had his name changed. He's He's got a, a pretty well-to-do father and family and land and safety. And, and what does God tell him to do? Abraham, get up from where you are, from where you're comfortable, from where you're safe, from where you know everybody and everything. And it it's not just that he tells him to go, but he doesn't even tell him where he's going. <laughs> and that, that's, that's just, that's God. Uh, so get up and go to a place that I will show you. And, and he doesn't know why. At that point, I don't think he had any idea why. But he believed God. He trusted him and, and he went. And, uh, you know, Noah. Uh, how many years did it take for him to build that ark? Somewhere between 60 and 100 years, probably, as, as you look at the story. And all that time, he's telling people, it's going to rain. <laughs> What's, what is rain? It had never rained. And there's a flood coming. Whoa. What's that? If you've never had rain, you've never had any idea what a flood is either. But he had to be faithful and just believe God, trust him, and do what God said. And and then, I mean, those those are two of the best stories because, I mean, we know what happened with, with Abraham. He, he has his name changed. He gets his promise that... The whole world is going to be blessed because of him. And, and God's going to give his descendants this land. And uh, there, there's going to be a, a son born. But, and he, he had to wait long enough till his wife was past menopause before the son could be born. And, and he, he still hung on. He, he still believed. And that blessed God. And, you know, I, I think about David. I think about Joseph. I, and and there's, there's so many others. And, and I, I've been reluctant to, uh, to talk about a truth that I, I heard years ago that uh, it applies to us. Uh, that the harder you have to fight for your destiny, 
And the longer you have to wait for it, the greater it is. And that's the truth. And, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that we have a great destiny. We don't have a small destiny. <laughs> There's just a few of us here now. But the destiny that the Lord has for us is great. It, it's not average. It's not even above average. <laughs> and we're going to believe God for that. So that's an important truth for us to hang on to. Is it blesses God when, when we believe. But there's there's something that, that I've been calling us to, and, and it's not really me, the Lord's been calling us to something for more than a year. And He's been He's been calling us to deeper intimacy with Him. He's been calling us into more communion with him. And just this past week, uh, the Lord gave me a revela revelation that just kind of revolutionized my understanding of, of why he's calling us into that. And I... I'm just uh, hoping and, and praying that I can communicate this in a way that it will become revelation to you. And, and this, it relates to the two trees that were in the garden. You know, there were two trees that Adam and Eve were not to eat of. There was the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and, and there was the tree of life. And, and some of you have read Rick Joyner's book about this. Uh, he didn't get into this, what I'm about to get into in that book. Uh, but it's a great book. Because uh, he has a lot of truth in there. But I want us to look at this passage in, in Genesis chapter 1. Because there, there's... There, there's a, a fundamental truth of, of our life that, that we need to grab a hold of. And, and this, this is it, uh, maybe the best way that I can communicate it. That, that the foundational occupation of man is to guard and nurture the place of encounter with our maker. I'll give that to you again. Our, our primary foundational occupation is to guard and nurture the place of encounter with our creator. That, that is your primary responsibility it's my primary responsibility. It's the primary responsibility of, of every human who wants to truly be human in the way that God intended. 
you probably need it one more time. So our, our primary occupation as humans is to guard and nurture the place of encounter with our maker. And I'll, I'll tell you about it, then we'll read it out of Genesis 1, and then, then we're going to get into a little more about that. So we, we have to look at the story of creation, the story of the Garden of Eden uh, pre-sin, before the fall, as being an ideal situation, which, which is what it was. Uh, we know that Adam and Eve would walk together with God in the garden, in, in the cool of the day. And, and there, there was work for Adam to do. There, there was work for Adam and Eve to do. And, and the, the intention of God was that that work would flow out of their communion with their Creator. That, that they would do this work with, with their Creator's wisdom and with their Creator's power. And, and that's the way things went until one day the serpent came and tempted Eve and we know everything that happened there. But just just consider for a minute what what would have happened if instead of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if they had eaten from the tree of life. Because the thing is that the tree of life for Adam and Eve was, was to continue walking in communion with their Creator. To continue doing things in partnership with their Creator, with wisdom, supernatural wisdom and insight from their Creator, and even supernatural power from their Creator. But instead, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So their, their response was to go hide from God. And, and the, the amazing thing is when, when you read the story, it doesn't look like God was even mad at them. He just wondered what... He asked them a question, well, what, what are you doing? <laughs> we we walked together in the garden. You you don't hide from me. What happened? <laughs> and and this has been man's response ever since. Is to hide from God and try to do the work that's before us in our own limited 
wisdom and understanding and power. And, and I mean, that, that is the difference today as much as it was that day in Genesis chapter 2. It, it's the same. It, it is no different. I mean, men think they can start a church and run it and do everything in their own wisdom and power and strength and what is that? It's not a church. <laughs> Exercise in futility? Is that what you said? Yeah, that, that's it. That's what it is. Because what's birthed in the flesh has to be maintained in the flesh, and, and that's hard work. And, and that's where being tired and exertion and uh, all, all this stuff comes from. God really wanted it to be easy. He, he wanted it, it, everything we do to just flow out of our communion with him. And, and Jesus restored that for us. Okay? He did. <laughs> so we, we can get back to the way God intended. But you've got to be willing to go through all that stuff that I was talking about in the beginning. Seeking God when it looks like he's not being found. Waiting on him and, and guarding that time for encounter and that place of encounter when there's 105 other things that you think need to be done. And, and that's why we need to become the people of one thing, because this is the one thing. What Jesus was talking about with Mary of Bethany, this is that one thing. <laughs> and let me give it to you one more time. Your foundational occupation, your primary occupation, my primary occupation as a regenerated human who has the capacity thanks to the Holy Spirit, to, to become a, a true human is, is to guard and seek that place of encounter with our Creator. Now, does that put the whole idea of intimacy with God and seeking God in, in a different light? It... It did at least partially for me. Because here, here is another piece of, of the revelation that, that is so, so important. Okay, if, if Jesus is going to choose some people and call them his bride, bring them to a wedding supper and use those people for a thousand years to bring the earth into what it should be, 
what is going to be the unique characteristic of those people that he chooses to rule for a thousand years with him on the earth? It, it is going to be that they did this. <laughs> because this is the only thing that those people are going to be doing for a thousand years with Jesus. Cleaning up the earth and making it into a place that can be a habitation for the Father and for the new Jerusalem to come down. That's, this is the yardstick right here. So, you know, what, I mean, this is revolutionary to me. I, I mean, really. Uh, I mean, I, it's funny when you can know all of this stuff and then suddenly it just, somebody put the last piece in the puzzle together and, and you can actually see what it's supposed to look like. So this, I mean, this, this is who we are. We, we got to be those people who, who say, no, I'm, I'm not going to continue in the way of Adam of just doing the best that I can figure out and the, and the best that I can do in, in my own strength. And no, I I want to be one of those people who who seek and guard that place of encounter and 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 learn to live life out of that place. Because this, you know, I've been talking about we, we want to learn how to be a people who who go from the throne and, and we do whatever we do for the throne and by the throne. Th this is that. I, I didn't understand all that that really looked like, but, but this, this is it. So we, we sit before the throne, and, and we get what's on the heart of God. And we, we sit before the throne long enough, and, and we actually find out what, what he wants done today. And then we ask Holy Spirit to empower us to to do that. And and you know what? It it's gonna be easier. <laughs> it is. It, it's gonna be more fun. It's gonna work way better. Yeah. And and so I don't think we even need to read Genesis one and get into the Hebrew and, and all that, probably. Anyway, read Genesis 1, 26 through 30, and that's your assignment for, for this week. But the word that we got from Mark, uh, I think only can be understood properly in the context of this. I, I think that's true. So, you know, this, this applies to uh, 
you know, ordering supplies at, at the hospital, it, it applies to being a nurse, it, it applies to being in the Air Force, it applies to a plumbing business, it applies to being retired, it applies to whatever we're putting our hands to. It, it truly does. Because, you know, as, as God's children, anything we put our hand to is sacred. And he has an interest in it. And, and he wants to bless it. So we, we just got to do it his way. <laughs> the, the Genesis chapter 1 way. Where, where we guard and we seek that place of encounter with, with our Creator. That, that is our primary occupation. We, we may do many other things, but none of the other things are our primary occupation. I mean, this, this is the Christian life. There are there isn't any other. This, <laughs> this is it. Because there's all kinds of people who call themselves Christians, but if they're not living like this, they're not going to be with Jesus for a thousand years in the millennium. I'm telling you. <laughs> because if, if they want to do work some other way, if they want to rule some other way, it, it ain't his way. <laughs> and we, we have the opportunity now to show ourselves worthy of, of being part of that. And, and so, uh, you know, God's timing is, is always right. There's, there's a reason that this revelation just came now, because <laughs> we can hear it now. So there's, there's, there's a way better reason to seek intimacy with God than it's a good idea. <laughs> and, and this is it. So I, I want to share with you this word from Mark, and I've got copies of it on the counter back there. But uh, th this is like the first thing we did on Saturday morning at the conference, is he called uh, six couples up, up to the front, and he gave this prophetic word over all of us, from Idaho, from... Wyoming, from Colorado. Um, that might have been it. Um, was, was there a Utah? Uh, I don't think so. Not, not that group. But, but anyway, here, here it is. And, and th this is just a transcribed from the recording of it, so I'm just going to read it the way it's written here. 
First Chronicles 22:19, and, and the, this is just so ironic. I mean, it's not ironic, but it just shows you how this message fits with with this. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> okay. So, in other words, this is the only way this is going to happen. Okay. So, set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord's presence and the holy articles of God, which I think has to do with the kingdom. Mark added into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. So, yeah, write down that passage, First Chronicles twenty-two nineteen. I want to release that to you as a prophetic word, but also a word of commission. Set the heart and the soul to seek the Lord your God. So, do you think this is what the Lord is maybe saying. <laughs> Seek the Lord. Guard that place, that time of encounter with him. <laughs> so right now, right at this very present point of time, God is releasing upon you an upgrade anointing to build. You have built so far, and you have built well so far. But from this point, from this moment, you will build in a different way. You will build in an upgraded way. You will see things you've never seen before. You will hear things you haven't done before. And the things that were hard, the things that were tough, the things that were like, okay, we're just pushing through, will no longer be like that. Actually, you are stepping into easy street. You are stepping into the easy street of the gifting anointing because an upgrade is going to come upon you right now. And Dave and I are going to lay hands on you and apostolically we're going to speak over your life and we're going to release the Father's blessing over you. We're going to release that anointing that will cause you to build, that will cause you to arise You'll arise in authority. You'll arise in the way that you see things. You'll arise in a different way. It will be like you stand up, and you'll stand up in an authority and in an identity and in an anointing and in a possession of things like you've never done before. Because God has given you territory, and you have not possessed the territory like you should. And the Father is not smacking you. He's just saying you possessed what you knew to possess, but your territory is now becoming expanded. Your territory has now become expanded. You came here to get an expansion. You came here to get some answers. You came here to get something, and you're getting it right now. And the Father said... I don't want to wait until the end, but I want to do it at the beginning to actually speak over you, to release that unto you, so that you will go back with far more than just waiting until the end to get something like this. 
So I prophesy over you that you are to arise and you are to build and you are to build the place that's always been in your heart to build. And you are to step into an anointing and a jet stream and a flow. Yes, you'll have challenges. Yes, you'll have obstacles. Yes, you'll have all sorts of things, but you will power through them in a different way than you have ever done. For the Father says, you've not seen anything yet. I'm going to show myself great to you like you've never seen before. I am going to use the very things that are in you to bring forth something that's only ever been somewhere out there, that you've only seen other people obtain, and you've wondered. And you're going to step into it. You're going to step into this new, fresh anointing. So we're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to release it to you, this upgraded ability and anointing to build because you are builders. You are builders of the kingdom. You're not getting it. You are builders. Everything in you, in your subconscious, that's saying no to that right now, I'm speaking doubt over it, I'm speaking rejection over it, and I'm saying that no longer affects you. Your subconscious now will come into alignment right now with the words being released, and you will be able to say with a confidence and a boldness, I am called of God. This is my territory, and I'm taking more territory than I have ever done at any other period of time, and I'm going to build like I have never built before, and I'm going to raise builders, I'm going to raise people who are going to build, and they are going to build with me, and we're going to have a household of builders and we're going to build like there's no tomorrow. True. Thank you, Father. Is that good or is that good? And we're not done yet. <clears throat> and then Dave Crone added, What you don't fully embrace, you trivialize. And what you trivialize, you will never fully possess. This word is a powerful word, but it will mean nothing to you if you don't fully embrace it. Fully embrace it. That means from this moment on, you start thinking the thoughts of a builder. You start moving in the direction of building, and you don't trivialize it. You don't say, oh, that's just a good word, because it's not just a good word unless it becomes a reality in your life. But when you begin to fully embrace that word, you will begin to possess that territory that God has opened up to you. What the word does is open up a territory. Now you possess it or you don't. So I just challenge you. I think it's a good idea to possess, don't you? So we're just going to lay hands on you for possession, not just entering the territory, but possessing the territory. Two different things. It's time to possess. And then Mark finished. Okay, so just reach out your hands. Some of you uh, feel like to lay hands on some of these too. Come up behind and just lay hands on them. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord. Therefore arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord. Therefore arise and build. Therefore, arise and build. 
<laughs> Therefore, arise and build. And he says that like six times. I'm not stopping until I get some response. Therefore, arise and build. God's greatest pleasure is for you to believe him, and it demands a response. That's why I'm wanting you to respond. It demands a response. So don't tell me you're responding on the inside. Let it out. <laughs> Whew. That is a good word. And it's a good word because we're going to lay hold of it. Right? And this is how we're going to lay hold of it. <laughs> you ever seen one of these? A gold shovel? <laughs> yeah, they use these when you break ground for things. Well, <clears throat> the building that, that this relates to is, is not a physical building. Uh, you know, God's working for us on, in that regard. Huh. Y'all should be up here. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming. Uh, <clears throat> and, and he has a building for us. And, and we're, we're going to be in that building. And he, he wants us to think about all the things that, that we want to be able to do to build the kingdom out of that building. And he wants us to write it down. So I want you to think about that over this next week. What, what things do we need to be able to do out of our building? But the building that Mark was prophesying about is building the kingdom in Cheyenne. And that's what God has called us to build. And we are builders. So the Lord spoke to me a long time ago. He said, if, if we will bring the kingdom, he will build his church. So I'm holding on to that. I'm embracing that. And if you will join us, <laughs> then come on up and grab, <laughs> grab a hold of this shovel somewhere. <laughs> and if there isn't enough room to grab the shovel, then grab somebody who's grabbed the shovel. Grab the shovel, Bob. He was coming that way and everybody stood up and was like, what's going on here? <laughs> okay, does everybody at least have somebody? <laughs> okay, let's just say, Father, we say yes. Father, we say yes to building your kingdom. To building your kingdom. Help us to fully. Help us to fully lay hold of this word. Lay hold of this word. And to guard the place of intimacy. And to guard the place of intimacy. To seek you with, with our heart and soul. To seek you with our heart and soul. Amen. Amen. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. <laughs> So be it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think we should worship the Lord. <laughs> So Lou shared something that I, I think was insightful with me from Derek Prince about the difference between praise and worship. And uh, I've got some copies of it down on the um, counter over there. So you might want to grab one of those. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for encouraging us, God. We thank you for the, the hope that's released with prophetic words. We choose to lay hold of that word together as a people. God, we commit to not uh, not doing this in the way of Adam, <laughs> but in the way of the second Adam, your son, who did everything out of intimacy, everything out of that place of encounter. So Lord, take us there. that part of the mystery of God where he creates longing and hunger and thirst because it, it so blesses him when we continue to believe <laughs> in the face of everything in the natural looking like we shouldn't <laughs> that that blesses him
Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your great faithfulness. We thank you for your unending love. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you. We bless you. We just place our lives before you. Holy Spirit, we ask you, teach us the way to live from the throne, for the throne, and by the throne. Raise us up as a people who guard that place of intimacy and encounter. that we may live from that place and see your kingdom come. For the glory of your Son. Amen.